With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Book 7, Preface, and Chapters 1 through 17 of The City of God. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Darren L. Slider, www.logoslibrary.org. The City of God by St. Augustine of Hippo, Book 7, Preface. It will be the duty of those who are endowed with quicker and better understandings, in whose case the former books are sufficient, and more than sufficient, to effect their intended object, to bear with me with patience and equanimity, whilst I attempt with more than ordinary diligence to tear up and eradicate depraved and ancient opinions, hostile to the truth of piety, which the long-continued error of the human race has fixed very deeply in unenlightened minds cooperating also in this according to my little measure with the grace of him who being the true god is able to accomplish it and on whose help i depend in my work and for the sake of others such should not deem superfluous what they feel to be no longer necessary for themselves a very great matter is at stake when the true and truly holy divinity is commended to men as that which they ought to seek after and to worship not, however, on account of the transitory vapour of mortal life, but on account of life eternal, which alone is blessed, although the help necessary for this frail life we are now living is also afforded us by it. CHAPTER One. If there is any one whom the sixth book, which I have last finished, has not persuaded that this divinity, or, so to speak, deity, for this word also our authors do not hesitate to use, in order to translate, more accurately, that which the Greeks call Theotes, if there is any one, I say, whom the sixth book has not persuaded that this divinity or deity is not to be found in that theology which they call civil, and which Marcus Varro has explained in sixteen books, that is, that the happiness of eternal life is not attainable through the worship of God such as states have established to be worshipped, and that in such a form, perhaps when he has read this book he will not have anything further to desire in order to the clearing up of this question. For it is possible that some one may think that at least the select and chief gods, whom Varro comprised in his last book, and of whom we have not spoken sufficiently, are to be worshipped on account of the blessed life which is none other than eternal. In respect to which matter I do not say what Tertullian said, perhaps more wittily than truly, if gods are selected like onions, certainly the rest are rejected as bad. 
I do not say this, for I see that even from among the select some are selected for some greater and more excellent office. As in warfare, when recruits have been elected, there are some again elected from among those for the performance of some greater military service. And in the church, when persons are elected to be overseers, certainly the rest are not rejected, since all good Christians are deservedly called elect. In the erection of a building corner-stones are elected, though the other stones, which are destined for other parts of the structure, are not rejected. Grapes are elected for eating, whilst the others, which we leave for drinking, are not rejected. There is no need of adducing many illustrations, since the thing is evident. Wherefore the selection of certain gods from among many affords no proper reason why either he who wrote on this subject, or the worshippers of the gods, or the gods themselves, should be spurned. We ought rather to seek to know what gods these are, and for what purpose they may appear to have been selected. CHAPTER Two. The following gods, certainly, Varro signalizes as select, devoting one book to this subject. Janus, Jupiter, Saturn, Genius, Mercury, Apollo, Mars, Vulcan, Neptune, Sol, Orcus, Father Liber, Tellus, Ceres, Juno, Luna, Diana, Minerva, Venus, Vesta, of which twenty gods, twelve are males and eight females. Whether are these deities called select, because of their higher spheres of administration in the world, or because they have become better known to the people, and more worship has been expended on them? If it be on account of the greater works which are performed by them in the world, we ought not to have found them among that, as it were, plebeian crowd of deities, which is assigned to it the charge of minute and trifling things. For first of all, at the conception of a fetus, from which point all the works commence, which have been distributed in minute detail to many deities, Janus himself opens the way for the reception of the seed. There also is Saturn, on account of the seed itself. There is Liber, who liberates the male by the effusion of the seed. There is Libero, whom they also would have to be Venus, who confers this same benefit on the woman, namely that she also be liberated by the emission of the seed. All these are of the number of those who are called select. But there is also the goddess Mena, who presides over the Menses, though the daughter of Jupiter, ignoble nevertheless. In this province of the Menses, the same author, in his book on the select gods, assigns to Juno herself, who is even queen among the select gods. And here, as Juno Lucina, along with the same Mena, her stepdaughter, she presides over the same blood. There are also are two gods, exceedingly obscure, Vitumnus and Sentinus, the one of whom imparts life to the fetus, and the other sensation, and of a truth they bestow, most ignoble though they be, far more than all those noble and select gods bestow. For surely, without life and sensation, what is the whole fetus which a woman carries in her womb, but a most vile and worthless thing, no better than slime and dust? CHAPTER Three. What is the cause, therefore, which has driven so many select gods to these very small works, in which they are excelled by Vitumnus and Sentinus, although little known, and sunk in obscurity, inasmuch as they confer the munificent gifts of life and sensation? For the select Janus bestows an entrance, and, as it were, a door for the seed, the select Saturn bestows the seed itself, the select Liber bestows on men the emission of the same seed, Libera, who is Ceres or Venus, confers the same on women, the select Juno confers, not a 
alone, but together with Mena, the daughter of Jupiter, the Menses, for the growth of that which has been conceived, and the obscure and ignoble Vitumnus confers life, whilst the obscure and ignoble Centinus confers sensation, which two last things are as much more excellent than the others, as they themselves are excelled by reason and intellect. For as those things which reason and understand are preferable to those which, without intellect and reason, as in the case of cattle, live and feel, so also those things which have been endowed with life and sensation are deservedly preferred to those things which neither live nor feel. Therefore Vitumnus the life-giver, and Centinus the sense-giver, ought to have been reckoned among the select gods, rather than Janus the admitter of seed, and Saturn the giver or sower of seed, and Liber and Libera the movers and liberators of seed, which seed is not worth a thought unless it attain to life and sensation. Yet these select gifts are not given by select gods, but by certain unknown, and, considering their dignity, neglected gods. But if it be replied that Janus has dominion over all beginnings, and therefore the opening of the way for conception is not without reason assigned to him, and that Saturn has dominion over all seeds, and therefore the sowing of the seed whereby a human being is generated cannot be excluded from his operation, that Liber and Libera have power over the emission of all seeds, and therefore preside over those seeds which pertain to the procreation of men, that Juno presides over all purgations and births, and therefore she has also charge of the purgations of women and the births of human beings. If they give this reply, let them find an answer to the question concerning Vitumnus and Centinus, whether they are willing that these likewise should have dominion over all things which live and feel. If they grant this, let them observe in how sublime a position they are about to place them. For to spring from seeds is in the earth and of the earth, but to live and feel are supposed to be properties even of the sidereal gods. But if they say that only such things as come to life in flesh, and are supported by senses, are assigned to Centinus, why does not that God, who made all things live and feel, bestow on flesh also life and sensation, in the universality of his operation conferring also on fetuses this gift? And what then is the use of Vitumnus and Centinus? But if these, as it were, extreme and lowest things have been committed by him who presides universally over life and sense to these gods, as to servants, are these select gods then so destitute of servants, that they could not find any to whom even they might commit those things, but with all their dignity, for which they are, it seems, deemed worthy to be selected, were compelled to perform their work along with ignoble ones? Juno is select queen of the gods, and the sister and wife of Jupiter. Nevertheless, she is Iterduca, the conductor, to boys, and performs this work along with a most ignoble pair, the goddesses Abiona and Adeona. There they have also placed the goddess Mena, who gives to boys a good mind, and she is not placed among the select gods, as if anything greater could be bestowed on a man than a good mind. But Juno is placed among the select because she is Iterduca and Domiduca, she who conducts one on a journey, and who conducts him home again, as if it is of any advantage for one to make a journey, and to be conducted home again, if his mind